Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Welcome in, welcome into the Arrowhead Attic Podcast Chiefs Post Game Show. It is a victory party. The Kansas City Chiefs have defeated the Buffalo Bills, ending their season again in the playoffs where it matters, 27 to 24. And Kansas City is going to Baltimore for the AFC Championship game. Patrick Mahomes, Sterling Holmes, Patrick Mahomes' floor as a professional football starter for the Kansas City Chiefs is the AFC Championship game. Six years in a row. Everybody like left the Chiefs for dead. The Chiefs are done this year. The Chiefs are vulnerable. The Buffalo Bills look so scary. And here we are. It's the Chiefs in the AFC Championship again with the chance to go to the Super Bowl. How do you not love it, man? What a time to be a Kansas City Chiefs fan. Hey, y'all think Deion Dawkins is still getting wings after this game? <laughs> <laughs> You go and get those Buffalo wings, man. We're at home. Hey, y'all think Stefan Diggs is still sitting on the sideline looking up? Oh, my gosh. 13 (laughs) seconds was the start. This was the finish. Uh, And just a perfect radio moment, too. Just announcer moment. How hilarious was it? They're talking about, well, you know, he missed two kicks last week, but if they need him in a clutch moment, they feel like he's going to make it as the kick is sailing to shank wide right. (laughs) Oh, perfect timing. My goodness. Patrick Mahomes, how good is he? And by the way, for all the crap we talked about the defense in the first half, the first three quarters, when the Chiefs defense needed to step up, who did? They did. The Chiefs defense deserves a ton of credit for stepping up huge in late moments. We'll talk about some of the negatives. We'll talk about some of the absurdities, some of the asinine moments that happened in this game. But let's be positive because, my goodness, uh, it looks like we can go, go and put to rest the Mahomes can't win on the road in the playoffs. Yep. Well, we didn't know. I mean, we didn't know. And now we know. Um, Shout out to our, our, if you're watching this on YouTube, we're having fun here. We get to celebrate. You never know when it might be your last game. So enjoy this one. And thank you for the super chats that are already rolling in. Those will definitely get you on the show. Joe, say what? Appreciate you. Hell yeah. Six straight AFC championship game. AFC, who's your daddy? And then we got another one from our guy, Slothy Style. Got it right that time, brother. Because the Chiefs are gonna play, uh, are gonna play, 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 and the Bills are gonna hate, 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 hate. Baby, I'm just gonna shake, 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 shake it off. I shake it off. 27-24, super chat. By the way, I appreciate you, brother. I mean, Sterling, you were right. We talked about what would the Chiefs need to do to win in the second half, and we said the defense has got to step up, and the Chiefs have got to score touchdowns and not field goals. And what happened? The Chiefs scored two touchdowns. The Bills got one in the third and in a big fat nothing burger in the fourth quarter from the Chiefs defense. And I saw, I think it was Tom Bahali on Twitter tweeted, you can't run the clock out. You can't milk the clock out when you're losing. And I know as Chiefs fans, we were all terrified. We were sitting there, we're like, man, we're not going to get the ball back. Like these dudes are going to score or we're going to overtime. 
And then the Chiefs got to stop. Shout out to Bumpa for this for the super chat. Hartman is the luckiest man <laughs> ever. We'll get into the Hartman play. I don't have as much of a problem with it as a lot of people did. It's the worst rule in sports. Man was no, it's not. Massive issue. I am. I. I. No. No. Oh my goodness! But before we talk about the the Hardman nonsense, shout out to Sugar Jones. Oh my goodness. Uh, thank you. That is very kind. Oh, There's two things I'm happy for. Chiefs going to the AFC Championship and Patrick's having a baby. Congrats, Patrick. Love you. Hey. Miss you, I, didn't, I didn't know Mahomes was having that. Oh, 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 different Patrick. <laughs> <laughs> shout out, shout out to, to Sugar. I know who that is, and uh, I love you. Miss you. Um uh yeah, man. I mean, it's 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 such a wonderful feeling. And you know, look. Which just let's just right off the bat keep the good vibes going. Shout out to MVS, man. Two catches, sixty-two yards. He took the shit all year. He was awful, and you just kind of hoped because you knew that he wasn't going to get benched. You just kind of hope he showed up in, in the playoffs. And shot, neither of those those catches were easy per se. He was getting hit. He reeled him in. Hopefully that gets his confidence back. Uh, Rhett for Rhett Frego uh, for the super chat. We got lucky. Rather be lucky than good, but we should have won by ten at least. Can't play Hardman next week. Get inside the five. Keep feeding Pop. Oh. Yeah, you got to get Pacheco the ball there. I, I do agree with that. Uh, when you're that close, just let that man hammer it in there. He's gonna, he's gonna get it in. Yeah, Pacheco was such a joy to watch and really helped to open things up as the game progressed. Um, Pacheco on that final drive too, he was getting a first down. There was no stopping Isaiah yeah. Pacheco. He was going to get that first down. Um, how good was he in this game? The yeah. offensive line stepped up big in big time moments for the most part. MVS, again, we, we, we've talked about it and you brought it up. So let's stick with MVS for one more moment here. In the pregame show, uh, Patrick, or I mean, um, Matt Connor, I believe, was, was the guy that brought up someone who's been a, a downer all season long is going to step up big in this game. He said, is it Hardman? No. Is it going to be MVS? And it was. MVS made two huge plays in that game, and that first one was just mind-blowing. How does he catch that one after dropping the ball all season long? That's the one he brings in. And again, a little, care. A little hat tip to Nick Allegretti <laughs> and to Joe Tooney. Nick Allegretti did a great job uh, in relief. you got to give a, a hat tip to the big O-lineman there. Yeah, as Matt Verderam from Sports Illustrated joins us to the victory party. Verderam, were you sweating it out there in those uh, in those final minutes? Did you think the Chiefs were going to get the ball back? No, <laughs> I was sweating it out. Yeah, I mean, listen, that game had all the makings of what felt like the 13 seconds game, except this time they were going to need a touchdown and they weren't going to have enough time. Yeah. Um, I mean, defensively, like they sucked most of the game, let's be honest. But in the fourth quarter, they – they did enough. They got two stops. Hardman did everything he could to to make sure he hit on the Bills' money line. But <laughs> you know, look like when they got down. I will. I will say this. I don't know why. I thought he was going to miss that field goal at the end. And and I think part of it was and Sterling actually. I believe you made this point a week ago, and I think it was a really good one. Like they're they've been off recently with the field goals. They've had all kinds of problems. And I actually thought about what Sterling said, and I was like, you know, if there's ever a time to like, – when you're kicking the ball, you got to have full confidence, right? Like, you got to have full mm-hmm. confidence. That ball is going to be right where you think it's going to be. Laces where they need to be. And it was one of those things, like, when they were lining up, I'm like, he's not going to hit this. 
He's just not. But the funny thing was, I had full. Even if he hit it, I was like, they're gonna, they'll win because I felt like they'll drive down and Butt Girl kick a field goal. Um, well, I'll tell you, they were celebrating that thing something fierce. The last, the last two minutes, they were. You see Mahomes waving to the crowd at the end of the game. Jones is Jones is giving it to him before <laughs> and after. They're yeah. throwing stuff. I mean that the Chiefs. They are going to be drunk on that ride home, man. That was a game and a half. They, they weren't perfect defensively. They're great on offense for the most part, but they they found a way. They found a way to get it done. They did. A, they they played a great game at the end. Uh, Drew Tranquil also was flexing on him, and he was the first dude right there getting snowballs pelted, and he did not care. Drew Tranquil was going to live that up. I know we have a lot more Super Chats and a lot more Chiefs talk to get through very quickly, everyone. Chiefs fans, DraftKings offered a fantastic new sign-up bonus ahead of, the, ahead of the upcoming round. Now you can place a $5 first bet on anything to instantly claim 200 bucks in bonus bets. You'll also be rewarded with a separate no-sweat single-game parlay every single day when you opt in. The best part is that you will receive both rewards even if your first bet loses. When you join DraftKings, make sure to sign up with our code Arrowhead. Using our code Arrowhead not only gets you these great bonuses, but also directly supports our podcast. If you've been considering signing up for Draft kings make sure you use the code arrowhead to maximize your first bets and parlays this offer is only available to new customers who are plus and physically present in legal gambling states please remember to always gamble responsibly check the episode description for the full terms of the offer to see if you qualify now back to the chiefs talk and let's talk about that offense as you mentioned Verter, they they were they averaged uh they were like nine yards of play yeah, nine yards of play i mean Really, they were almost too good for the way the game flow was going because the Bills were running it so much and having long drives and keeping the Chiefs defense on the field. And then the Chiefs offense would get out there and go down there in like six, seven plays and score. You know, they were just gashing the Bills. And it, it I started to worry, like, maybe we need to slow it down a little bit. But you, you don't want to do that when you're getting big chunk plays like that. It was a weird first half, but credit, credit the Chiefs, man. They needed to score touchdowns in the second half. And that's exactly what they did. And the Chiefs defense at the end there, how did it go for the Bills? After they scored that touchdown in the third quarter, downs, punt, missed field goal. Ball game. Listen, I mean, that game was everything that they weren't all year long, right? I mean, it pretty much was like the invert. In fact, not to keep giving Sterling credit, I hate to do that. But like you had a tweet earlier. It was funny. It was like the 2018 Chiefs offense showed up, but so did the defense. I mean, that's basically what it felt like. I mean, the, the offense couldn't be stopped, but defensively, my God, they couldn't get off the field. I mean, we went into this. We, t- we did the show on Thursday, Patrick, and we talked. And I said, look, you want the key to this game? They got to play clean, turnover-wise, and they got to stop the run. Did none of that. Absolutely none of it. <laughs> Buffalo ran for a million yards. I mean, what did they rush for in that game? 182 yards, Okay. On, on 4.7 yards to carry, which is good, not great. They ran 39 times, but 182 yards. The Chiefs turned it over for a touchback. They they forced a couple fumbles. They couldn't fall on either one of them. I mean, every single thing that you're like, okay, they can't do this, they did, but they got away with it because the offense was just unbelievable tonight. And, you know, listen, to their credit, when they had to get off the field on defense in the fourth quarter, they did it. They got Two, three and outs. And even though the Bills moved the ball, they stopped them. They stopped them. They forced Bass to hit what is a you know a, a kick he probably should make. But a, you know, it wasn't 30 yards either. Like a reasonably difficult kick. And he missed it. And then they got the ball on offense. And to their credit, they made no bones about it. They ran him right over. So yeah. um, now we know Mahomes going to playoff game. So that's one less thing that everybody's got to worry about for the rest of the time. 
and uh, they're going to go to Baltimore. So we'll worry about that game at a later date. But man, when they play the Bills in the playoffs, these games, great games. There's there's something, man. Yeah. I mean, you and if you're a Bills fan, I will say this because I know you know not that I'm a regular on the pod anymore. Now I'm a guest, but like Action Jackson, who is a Bills fan, I don't know if he's watching right now, like. I feel bad for you, man. Like honestly, I have I I really no, like I really do. Like I I have a lot of friends in my life who are Bills fans. I went to school not that far from Buffalo, and I get it. Like, I, we've all any chief fan of any age has been there, man. Like brutal losses. So I really do feel for Bills fans who are like the real, not like these people burning like Taylor Swift albums in the parking lot. Like real Bills fans, yeah. I feel for them. That yeah. sucks. I mean, wide right's bad enough. 13 seconds is like, oh my God, get the Clorox. And now you have wide right the sequel. Yeah. I mean, that that's as tough as it gets. It's tough, man. And again, a super chat here that I want to get to that kind of goes to this. Uh, Samitra Dillard, thank you so much for the super chat. It says, offense steps up right on time. Proves once again who the best QB in the league is. And again, yeah. if you're a Bills fan, you're sitting here going, Josh Allen played a phenomenal game. And he just barely got out dueled. And, and it wasn't all his fault. I mean, he threw no. that throw that was what, 70 yards in the air, whatever it was. It was absurd just to find Diggs. Diggs could have made a play, and he quite frankly didn't. But again, this just goes to the narrative of Allen can't get over the hump. It's a little unfair because I thought he played a phenomenal game, but that narrative is going to keep going. The better quarterback, and quite frankly, the better team won in this game. You know yep. what? Not to interrupt you, Patrick, real quick, though, with the Allen thing. Because you're right. Like, he he tonight, like, he led them in rushing, okay? He was a, he was a bull in a china shop, 72 yards, two touchdowns. He had, that that being said, though, like, like I, I, I do call bullshit on one part of this, okay? Do you know how many yards he threw for a per, per attempt? 4.8. I mean, that sucks. I'm yeah. sorry. I don't care, like... This whole idea, the Chiefs are playing with Rasheed Rice and Plumbers at wide receiver, okay? Like, let's just stop. Like, and I know you could say, well, all the injuries, injuries for the Bills, and that's fine. Like, they had injuries. I, I get that. Willie Gay went out of the game. The Chiefs, were, I mean, Edwards went out, what, it was the second play of the game? Yeah. The guys, like, Allen had Shakir wide open for a touchdown to win that game. I mean, or, well, I'll take the lead. I shouldn't say the way. Wide open. That throw was brutal. That throw was five yards on the ground in front of him. Yes, Allen ran the ball very well. He made some great plays. I'm not trying to say he didn't play well. Like, he did play well. But I don't want to hear all this crap about, like, well, you know, it's not his fault. It's not, hey, listen, it's not his fault in the sense the defense is the reason that the Bills lost that game and the kicker misses a field goal. He threw for 4.8 yards in attempt. Yeah. Like, that's Mason Rudolph stuff. Like, I mean, at some point here, you got Diggs, you got Kincaid, you got Shakir, you got Knox, you got the backs who are catching everything. Like, can you catch a ball for 15 yards? Can I at some point I don't I do not think he's the first or second reason they lost the game. No question. But he didn't win them the game either. They had how many drives at the end of that game? Three drives. You go down and score and you take the lead. And he did nothing. Zero, zero, missed field goal, good night. And by the way, McDermott's not going to – he's going to get off the hook for this because it didn't matter. That fake punt is the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my life. <clears throat> yeah. What in God's name are you doing? Like, I that was, you said six guys on the field. What in the hell was that? I mean, he ran right into, like, the strong side of the punt gunners. Like, I was like, what? I mean, well, they wanted to make sure. They wanted to have a good story. Like, that's kind of what it felt like. Like, it was it, – it, it made no sense – 
The second he snapped the ball, you were like, this is not happening. Like, the second he snapped the ball, there's no way. Look, I get that if you need a yard. Bro needed five yards. Like, you have no chance to pick that up. That was bonkers, but they got away with it. Do you want a smart lock, a 2K cam and doorbell all in one? Now you can with Eufy, the Eufy Video Smart Lock E330. Easy to install. All you need is just a Phillips screwdriver. So easy that even I, yes, I figured out how to install it. It's a keyless entry, so no more fumbling for the keys, which, by the way, I didn't even have a key to my front door. Uh, yeah, I had to go through the garage, so I would be SOL if something were to happen, but not anymore with Eufy. It's keyless. You have no monthly fee, unlike other brands that charge monthly fees. Your recordings locally and never have to pay for storage, and the customer service is top-notch now. Let's be real. I didn't have to use it. I figured out how to use that Phillips screwdriver to install. Trust me, guys. I, I, I'm not lying to you. It is extremely easy. But if you have issues with your Eufy or installation, be rest assured Eufy's on standby for you 24-7, so you can enjoy a worry-free experience with an 18-month warranty. If you want to check it out, which I highly recommend you do, check out the Eufy Video Lock. That's E-U-F-Y Video Lock. Or visit eufyofficial.com forward slash video lock to see how you can gain complete control of your door. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. We talked about this on Thursday, and, and I talked about the, the, the Bills playoff game last week and how down the stretch, I specifically noticed they were doing everything they could to have Josh Allen not throw the ball downfield. I'm not saying he's a terrible downfield passer, but we know he's mistake prone, and we know he's roller coaster. He's up and down. Sometimes he looks brilliant. Sometimes he looks really bad. And at the end of that game, when they were trying to put it away, they ran it, they ran it, they ran it. Look at the Bills this year after they fired their offensive coordinator. He was turning the ball over like crazy. They were almost out of the playoffs. They got a guy in there. He's like, we're going to run first. We're going to lean on the run. And then we're going to run Josh. And then Josh throwing the ball sideways is option number three. And then Josh throwing the ball down the field is option number two. What did they do at the beginning of this game that worked? They ran the ball up the middle. They ran Josh Allen up the middle. They threw the ball left. They threw the ball right. And the Chiefs couldn't stop it. And at the end of the game, when they needed to start throwing the ball downfield, he couldn't get it done. And it was it was Chris Jones on that play that, that ball to Shakir. He didn't get a sack, but he pushed his guy all the way back, messed Allen up, couldn't get a good throw off. That's the difference between Josh Allen being a good quarterback and Patrick Mahomes being a great quarterback. Josh Allen's best attribute is his legs and his physicality. Patrick Mahomes' best attribute is his brain and his arm, throwing the football. And then what else can he do? He can bust off a run for you for 24 yards if he needs to in, in the clutch time. And that is the difference between those two. And that's why Patrick Mahomes – and let's talk about his legacy after this win. I know we've got an AFC Championship game to go, maybe a Super Bowl. But even if they were to lose next week, I mean, the, the man has never not been in the AFC Championship game while he was a starter. <laughs> it's, well, it's ridiculous. Has anybody – what? 
Has anybody ever had a run like that, Vertoram? You're the no, NFL historian. No. Has anybody ever gone to the AFC or NFC title game the first six years that they were a starter? No. A- no. Ever six years in a row? Ever? Brady. Brady did it. Brady mm-hmm. won like 11 years in a row. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, Brady, Brady's the only one who's had a longer streak. By the way, just to clean up something we said earlier, the Chiefs were at nine uh, yards per play most of the game. Uh, they ended up at 7.7, which is still insane. Like the best team in the league, right? It was like 5.9. 9.3, 9.3 average for throwing it. Okay. Yes. Yes. Um, let's see. He went to three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight in a row, eight in a row from uh, 2011 to 2018. But, you know, I mean, look, you know, this is, he lost one, two, three, lost three of them. So he's five and three, went to eight in a row. I mean, Look, I don't know what's going to happen in Baltimore next week. I'm not even going to waste my time thinking about that right now. Yeah. The fact that this this team for does anyone else remember Christmas? I, I was walking up my my parents' streets. I was in New York. I was walking up during halftime. I thought about just drowning myself in the brook. I mean, it was like if the water was deep enough, I think I would have given it a shot. They they looked. Like, if you had said to them, hey, guys, what do you think? Just pack it in right now and call the season? Like, yeah, that sounds good. And, and then you watch them tonight, and, like, the defense by no means was good for three quarters. But offensively, every time they had the ball, the first three quarters, you're like, all right, here we go, touchdown? I mean, the only times they didn't score a touchdown early was the, the first drive they bogged down, okay. The second drive, were quite honestly, Mahomes missed two open touchdowns. Should have hit, Certainly should have hit Kelsey. MVS probably should hit. MVS, I know you guys were talking about it right when I came out. I, how in God's name? I mean, they, they talk about like the, the like the hand coming up. I mean, <laughs> the guy has been in a coma the entire season. And now all of a sudden, it's like, what do you have tonight? Two for 62 yards. So, look, ultimately, we'll get to next week. Next week, that's fine and well. This game deserves to stand on its own tonight. They went into a building where, let's call it what it was. The Bills, we can get to this if we want to. We don't have to. The Bills, this is the end of them as we currently know them. Yeah. It's over. It's over. Like their cap sheet is effed up going for they're done. Like in terms, I'm not saying they're done like they don't have a window, but like this team, it's over. Yeah, we have a super chat for you on that. Actually. Um, just want to uh from uh shout out to Oldsters Overland. Um Sorry if I'm getting these out of order, Richard, but he's just about to go into it. So I want to make sure he got his super chat. This one is for Matt. Can you explain to me like I'm five how things get tough for Buffalo next year with the cap? Also, uh, hoping for the best on your on your gig at SI. It's uh, kind of you to say. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Um, yeah, we'll see what happens there. But I'm, I'll, yeah, it'll, it'll work out no matter what. So I appreciate you, though. Um, yeah, so let's, let's break it down, right? Because um, So the Bills... Right now, according to over the cap, and it's a projection, but they're projected to be almost $44 million over the cap as they sit this second. Josh Allen, his cap hits start to really ramp up. So the last three years, his cap, his cap hits have been 10.2, 16.3, 18.6, right? Because it's all in his rookie deal. Next year, his cap hit is $47 million. The year after that, it's 56.5, all right? So they are now starting to pay the freight on that contract. That's number one. Number two. They have some other huge contract numbers. So Stephon Diggs next year, $27.8 million. Now, I'm not saying he's worth it or he's not worth it based on he's the way he played this it. season. That's fair <laughs> enough. But he's getting paid a fortune. All right? Von Miller, who did – when I say nothing this year, I mean, like, nothing. I got no some stacks for you, Vernon Ram. Three tackles, zero sacks. That's what Von Miller did this yep. year. 
Well, I hope I hope you're ready for 23.8 million against the cap next year. Um, and they're not getting rid of him because they can't yet. Deion Dawkins, who's still a very, very good left tackle, but a big number at 16.6. Tredavious White, who's coming off a second major in, lower body injury and is 30 years old now, 16.4. Dawson Knox, who's a backup tight end who had less than 200 yards receiving this year, 14.3. Okay? They are paying major freight. Now, a couple of the guys they could move off because you're probably thinking, like, well, how, what could they do? So they could post June 1, Tredavious White. That'd save them 10.2. They'd eat 6.2. They could they could cut Rasul Douglas, but he's a pretty good player for them. They'd save nine point nine, but I don't think they're going to do that. They might extend and try to lower the number. Mitch Morse, they could cut him. They'd eat three million. They'd save eight point five. But here's the other issue: they got a lot of free agents coming up, man. Like Gabe Davis is a free agent. Micah Hyde is a free agent. Um, Daquan Jones is a very good defensive tackle for them. It's free agent. They're not going to be able to keep most of these guys. Like they're just they're gone. They're hitting free agency. Then at the cap space. And the Bills, frankly, this year I like their draft. I think Kincaid is a really nice player, and and, and Terrell Bernard, who they got a couple of years ago, is a good player. But like, they're going to have to really rely on their youth. And they've been able to take these big swings as the Chiefs did when Mahomes was on a rookie deal, right? They took those big swings in free agency and, and in trades, like a Frank Clark. Those days of signing Von Miller for six and one twenty—that's over. You're not doing that anymore. They're going to have to pare down this roster. It's also one of the, I think, five oldest rosters in the league. It's certainly one of the eight oldest. They're old. They're old and they're expensive. And so the Bills are going to have to really pare down this roster. They are not going to be the same team next year. There's no question about it. When I've said this for a while now, this is what makes the Chiefs so impressive. They did the easy part. They won a Super Bowl with Mahomes on a rookie contract. Then they did it the hard way with Mahomes not on a rookie contract, also with no Tyree Kill. And now they're doing it a different way, which typically had been defense first. I mean, if the Chiefs win a Super Bowl this year, you have to be terrified if you're the rest of the NFL, especially the AFC. The Bengals, obviously Joe Burrow and the, and the Bengals are in the same boat as the Bills, right? Joe Burrow is about to come up and get paid a ton. T. Higgins, a free agent what have they won what have the bills won as you're mentioning their safeties who are a big part of what they do jordan poirier micah hyde what both 32 years old i mean it's just crazy the dominance that chiefs have while also being one of the younger teams especially defensively in the entire nfl it's not just now it's for the future as well a couple of super chats to get to one from timothy Farah says go chiefs from peru what a win thank you timothy uh, edrick says chiefs kingdom what a time to be alive. Love you guys. Well, we love you. Uh, my kids don't live in a world where Casey isn't in the AFC championship. Think of that, guys. Near the mind. So our kids are living right. I grew up with Tyler Thigpen, Brady Quinn, Brody Croyle. I think Elvis Gerbach was probably the guy when I was actually born, right? Um, I guess Rich Gannon, Rich Gannon before he was, of course, um, yeah. But again, think of this. The Chiefs are now in this stretch of dominance and there are actual kids, as you guys are mentioning, your kids as well, Vertoram, who have never seen anything less than an AFC championship game. The continued dominance, the continued success of Kansas City. Again, we're starting to talk about unparalleled stats here now. This is absolutely absurd. So next gen stats put out a you know their, their passing chart that they do and they also tweeted this out josh allen completed all 16 of his passes thrown behind the line of scrimmage which is tied for the most completions behind the line in a game in the next gen stats era however 
Allen completed 10 of 21 beyond the line of scrimmage for 95 yards and a TD, and only two completions all game past the first down mark. So just please spare me any take about Josh Allen and how great he was tonight when every throw was like a bubble screen. And by the way, that's also a compliment to the Chiefs corners who the Bills were absolutely terrified of the entire night. Like, would, just would not throw at him. I mean, Sneed and McDuffie, the, the Bills wouldn't even consider it. It was like, no, we're not doing that. I mean, how many? I don't even have the numbers in front of me, genuinely. How many targets did the receivers have? Like the actual wide receivers. So Kincaid led the team with five catches, 45 yards. Shakir had seven catches on nine targets for 44 yards. Diggs had three catches for 21 yards. Sherfield had one catch. Deontay Cardi had one catch. I mean, they, they were like, we're good. We're good. We're not even going to attempt to throw the ball outside all night. And the crazy thing was, neither quarterback got sacked. Um, both teams only had two quarterback hits. So, like, you'd think with those numbers, like, Allen would have been able to, you know, nothing. Nothing. Could, I could not throw the ball on the field, which made the running game all the more nauseating if you're a Chiefs fan. But to their credit, they stopped them when they needed to. They figured it out. They, I mean, ultimately, you walk away from this game, go ahead, 24 points. Like, not, I mean, it feels like they should have given up 50, but they won 20. I mean, I just, I don't know where, I don't know where you go if you're a Bills executive, fan, player. I don't, I don't know where you go. I mean, you got to feel like if you can't beat them on that night, just give up. Like, I don't <laughs> tell you. The, the Chiefs were trotting out the three of us and a mannequin outside of Rasheed Rice on offense tonight at receiver. You're at home in the game. You ran for like 9,000 yards roughly and lost, and you won the turnover battle. Like, how the hell do you lose that game? But they did. I, I really think, too, when you look at it, that game was the probably the first game this year where they looked like the Chiefs that won the Super Bowl last year on the offensive side of the football. They got – they got what they were getting from MVS last year, right? It wasn't ever like MVS was taking over games, the exception of, of, of when everybody went down with injuries and he actually did, but it was like, okay, yeah, you get, you know, two, two receptions from MVS for 62 yards. And then you get something from your Juju Smith Schuster receiver in this case, Rasheed Rice, four receptions for 47 yards. That could have been, you know, six receptions for 78 yards and a touchdown. And you get five and 75 and two tutties from Kelsey. That was the recipe that won them the Super Bowl last year, but we know their defense is better this year. They have a little bit of a fatal flaw, but I mean, they were bad against the run in this game with a running quarterback and a team that wanted to run the football who ran it 39 times and gave up 182 yards and two touchdowns, and they still won the game. So if anybody tries to throw that out next week and say, well, the Chiefs are going to lose to Baltimore because they can't stop the run, could they? Sure. But, I mean, this sure was good practice for Baltimore, and I know we're not going to preview Baltimore now, but running quarterback doesn't like to throw the ball downfield a ton, would rather run it, team likes to run it. The difference, of course, will be Baltimore's defense. Again, we'll get into it this week. But speaking of running, I wanted to ask the two of you, and Sterling, why don't you start us off? The Chiefs ran the ball more times than they threw it in this one. 24 carries for 146 yards, 97 of those from – Isaiah Pacheco, and a nice little 28-yard run from our guys, Clyde Edwards-Alaire. What do you make of this Chiefs running game and how important will it be for them moving forward? Yeah, I mean, this was very effective. Even when the Bills 
would expect or knew the Chiefs were running the football, they still were able to get pretty big chunks. Isaiah Pacheco, again, as we've seen, as the game goes on, defenses do not want to tackle him. Clyde has found himself, carved himself out a nice little backup role whenever Pacheco gets a little tired. Clyde edwards Lair goes in, and he can do a little bit of both, right? So it keeps defenses in check, right? It keeps him honest. He can catch the ball out of the backfield. He's a decent guy in pass protection. But also that run was massive. Um, with the Chiefs doing and having an offensive game plan as balanced as they currently have, it just makes Travis Kelsey, uh, 12 personnel with Noah Gray, Rasheed Rice on the underneath routes that much more effective. Again, I don't know if running the ball more than you pass is the best way of going about it, especially against a team like the Ravens. But having a more balanced attack, especially as we've been talking about with this Chiefs defense, you run the clock out a little bit. I am a fan of the Chiefs being more balanced, especially with the offensive line getting the push that they've currently been getting. Burrim, what do you think, man? I think that every playoff game is unto itself, um, good and bad. By the way, uh, Tooney has a pec injury, so hopefully not a torn one, but pec injury. Um, I think that – look, I mean, tonight they were unbelievable running the ball. I mean – Pacheco averaged six and a half yards a carry. Edwards Alaire had two carries at 31 yards on him. I, I I think that every game's different because every game in the NFL, especially in the playoffs, like you're just playing totally different game plans. Everything like, like tonight, they were awful against the run. They were great against the run against Miami. They might have a game plan where they totally shut the, down Baltimore. I wouldn't be surprised. I also wouldn't be surprised if Baltimore rushes for a buck fifty. Like I it's one of those things you just don't know. You don't know. Playoff games, they just they they're a life of their own, man. I I will say this, and, and if Tooney's out, that sucks and all that. But like, listen, you know, at this time of year, hey, Baltimore's missing guys too, man. Like, that's just that's the way it is. You got you got to ride. And Allegretti, to be fair, to him, he's not Joe Tooney, but he's he's solid. Like Allegretti's a good solid guard. Um, I just think right now, Kansas City. Like, let's let's just say what we know. They're going to go into that game thinking we're going to kick your ass. They may not, but they're going to they like they know they can win that game. They're going to go into Baltimore thinking we're going to win, and Baltimore is going to go in thinking we're going to win. But they're also going to, like, but Baltimore doesn't know they can win that game. Kansas City knows they can win that football game. I don't know what the opening line is. I'm sure it's out. I'm sure Baltimore's favored by a couple points, whatever. But like, I, I expect that that game is going to be a brawl. I don't think either one's blowing out the other one. I think the Chiefs' defense will probably play better. I think the one thing that is tougher with Buffalo's offense. You fear Allen more as a passer than you do Lamar. You do. And, I, and then look, I know some people take that as like, oh, Lamar's not a passer. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying Allen threw for a lot more yards this year than Lamar did, right? And Allen has always thrown for more yards. Like You fear that more with Buffalo. You are probably more willing to commit to the line of scrimmage against Baltimore and say, beat me, than you are against the Bills simply because Allen is such a threat to throw the ball on you, where Lamar, like, don't get me wrong, yeah, he can throw it. Lamar is probably not throwing for 350, where Allen can. So I, I think that's the that's the difference, and, and I think that'll help the Chiefs a little bit to play the run because they'll commit more to that and say, if you want to beat us throwing the ball, go nuts. Like, we're not worried about that, where you are worried about that against Buffalo. 
A few super chats to get to. Again, thank you guys so much for hanging out, for partying, for celebrating with us. Even the opposing fans, a lot of the Bills fans I have seen in here have actually been very gracious. Uh, Love having that here. Jeremy, thank you for the super chat, says, if you come for the king, you best not miss. Bend the knee. Suck it, Bills Mafia. Thanks, Jeremy. EO says, Bills Super Bowl window feels like it was slammed shut tonight. Yeah, as Vertoram talked about with the cap situation, not looking good for Buffalo. ZK4BZ says, go Chiefs. Thank you for the super chat. Um, AJ, we didn't forget you, AJ, says, regardless of outcome next week, we should take a step back and admire this greatness. I'm 20, so I've been had all the suffered, like my dad, who's in his 50s and is a fan for 40 years. Again, as we've talked about, man, this is the golden age of Chiefs football. This is the golden era. Every single fan base wishes they have this in their history. We're lucky enough to be witnessing it right now. Again, I'm not saying it won't happen, but just to put some perspective into what we're witnessing, we all agree that the Patriots dynasty is what? The best NFL dynasty of all time, correct? Yeah, not even close. Yes. Yes. They went 10 years in between winning a Super Bowl. 10 years, 04 to 14. Like... I get it. What we're seeing right now, we're we're witnessing something great, but like we always talk about the Patriots being every single year. They weren't. They went 10 years without a Super Bowl. I'm not saying the Chiefs won't have that situation if Mahomes is here, but what we're looking at right now is an AFC championship game. That has been the floor. Again, we're talking about the Patriots as the greatest dynasty of all time. What we have currently witnessed so far in a smaller sample size has so far been even greater, even more impressive. Mm -hmm. That's what I think is so hard to wrap your head around. Yeah, I mean, what Mahomes has done is is just absolutely bananas, and and it's probably just going to continue because there's there's a lot of talent on this team, and they'll be they'll get some receivers next year. I promise you that. But back to this game, one thing I wanted to point out, I don't feel like we really touched on it too much. Two things: the Chiefs only had uh, two penalties for 15 yards in this game. I mean, this was one of their many Achilles heels throughout the course of the season was the, the the horrible penalties. The offensive line did a, did a nice job today. Uh, they didn't kill themselves. They didn't shoot them. And this was a game where they didn't have that margin. Like, if they had a bunch of bad penalties for 70 yards or something, they, they're not winning. And then the other thing I thought was, was interesting, we talked about how efficient the offense was. They were not efficient on third down. They were only – they only converted one third down the entire game. But they were one of five on third down. They scored 27 points. They were so good on offense that they only had five third downs the whole game. The, the flip side, Buffalo had 14 third downs and converted yeah. half of them. Um, what did you make, Verterim? We talked about this at the halftime show. Next-gen stats pulled a great uh, from the first half that the Chiefs were coming out and they were running a ton of two tight end personnel and yeah. they were throwing out of that, knowing that Buffalo was banged up on the, on the linebacker side. They did it more in the second half. How much was the coaching advantage in the Chiefs' favor in this game, and how much was that making the difference? Honestly, other than McDermott losing his mind for a minute and, and calling a fa- I actually thought the Bills did what they should have done. They ran the ball like crazy. They tried to stay away from the corners. I mean, I thought I thought their game plan was fine. The Chief, and, I, and by the way, I'm not surprised the Chiefs did that. I said to my father this week, I said, I think the Chiefs are going to run two tight ends the entire game because it just meant leaving those linebackers on the field. I mean, I think if you're the Chiefs, any way to pull more linebackers on the field in this game was the way you wanted to play. 
that was what you want. You wanted to just bludgeon the hell out of them with that. They did it. Um, you know, listen, I, I think it's – I thought the Chiefs coached the game well. I even think like Spagnolo. I know probably a lot of people were screaming the first half, first three quarters. I don't think he had a bad game. I thought they did what they should have done schematically. They were just getting killed up front. They couldn't get off a block. I mean, there's no scheme for that. Like, they just couldn't get off a block. You know, they were playing base. They were they were up at the line of scrimmage. They were just getting killed. I mean, they could not get off of a block. Um, but again, the game ends with, you know, them finding a way. I mean, what how how many times in the last six years have we said that about them? Where it doesn't look perfect, it doesn't go right, some crap happens, you're like what's gonna happen? And then and then it's just like, well, look at that. They won. I mean, they, you know, they find some ridiculous. I'll tell you what, though. I thought coming off the field in this game, other than maybe a Super Bowl, that was the most jacked up I've ever seen them coming off the field. Even more than the AFC title game last year. I think that was almost more of a relief. Like, we finally beat them good. They, they came off the field that they were ready to go have a have a rave in the locker room. I mean, they were going nuts. You know, Mahomes yeah. was waving. Mahomes was egging on the crowd. They were getting pelted with snowballs. I mean, Chris yeah. Jones, Kelsey, they're screaming at the crowd. They, they were the they, underdogs. I mean, it's different. They were the villains in this game. Oh, they were. Let, let, let's let's be real. They were the villains in the game. In most movies, what happens? Oh, the hero slays the villain. Not this time. Not in Buffalo. It's flipped. It. This is the villain. The Chiefs were relishing in this. They're not often the underdog. They're not often right. the hated. They went to Buffalo and proved a point. I'm glad they celebrated. They deserve it. And as you're seeing Donovan Smith on Twitter putting out, uh, looks like the Bills weren't too happy because they shut the hot water off. Allegedly, uh, I'm not there, so I have to say allegedly. But apparently, the Bills, as they were, um, the Chiefs were taking showers and celebrating and everything, turned the hot water off. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> you know the funny thing too about the game. The off the top of your head, Sterling, just throw out a guess. How many more rushing yards did the Bills have than the Chiefs? Uh, Twenty-three. Just a guess. Thirty-six. That's it. It felt like, oh, the Bills are just running it down the Chiefs' throat. You know what I mean? Like, it was – the way that it felt, and then when you look at the box score after the game, you're like, Chiefs ran the ball pretty damn well, too. In fact, they averaged like two more yards per carry than the Buffalo Bills did running the football. Well, the Bills had a million more plays because the Chiefs, as you yeah. pointed out earlier, they never got the third down. Yeah. I mean, the Chiefs was like first, second, first, second, first, 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 second, first touchdown. I mean, they – you know, I, you said it earlier. I'll pull it up real quick so I'm not uh, speaking out of my ass. But what was – I mean, the, the Bills had 14 third down attempts. She said five. Yeah, like, it was five. I mean, it's insane. The Bills and, – and the Bills had three fourth down attempts, and she said zero. Like, the the Chiefs ran 47 plays. The normal game, you run like 65, 70. Chiefs ran 47. Bills ran 78. And they still, at the end of the day – you know, the Bills had seven more yards, you know? I mean, and time of possession, if anybody cares. I mean, it was 37 to 23. Didn't matter. I mean, I, I just think in the end sometimes, especially in the playoffs, in the regular season, it's more about trends and stuff and, like, kind of looking for things. To like for you. In the playoffs, man, I always say it about the end. Every NFL playoff game is game seven. And you just you're just trying to find a way to win the game. It doesn't matter what it looks like. I thought, quite honestly, in that game, I thought in totality, Chiefs were the better football team. They outplayed them, but they left it. They left Buffalo in the game because of a fumble at the goal line. Mahomes misses a touchdown pass early. 
right? I mean, they they had some mistakes in the game that really left the Bills in. Because quite honestly, I mean, the, the Chiefs, especially in the second half, they outplayed Buffalo in the second half of that football game. But they just they made mistakes. They left a minute. And then it came down to, you know, I mean, ultimately, and I'm not saying it's just on him, but like, a, you know, the kicker, he, you know, Bass, he misses a field goal and, and that's that's it. But like, you could go look at Allen and Shakir wide open. I mean, you got to make that throw, man. He's wide open. Misses him. Digs, to Allen's credit, great deep ball. Drops it. It's right in his hands. It wasn't an easy catch, but he drops it. And by the way, and maybe you guys said this in the open, and I missed it because I was finishing up over at SI. Jamari Connor tonight was the best player on the defense. He was unbelievable in that game. I mean, I to be pressed into a starting role and play the way he played, I, I honestly haven't looked. He had to play them in tackles tonight. He didn't even start. He was third. third. He had 10 tackles. Yeah. He did lead him in solo tackles along with Justin Reed with eight. Chamari Connor was unbelievable tonight. I mean, if you want to talk about a guy announcing himself as, hey, look, I'm, I'm a piece going forward. That kid did all of it tonight. I mean, that was a, a wonderful show by Connor, who was lights out. There was one play with Shakir, I think it was. I think it was Shakir. They ran a, a bubble screen to him, and Connor was the only guy out there, and he threw the blocker aside and he tackled him. Yes. Like, it was unbelievable. He was, he was, he was, you could make a real argument, the best defensive player in the game on either side of the ball. 23. He, He's 23 years old. Um, Sterling. Yeah, that, that play, I think, was very underrated. No one was talking about it. Just how Willie Gay Jr.'s play on the first drive saved the Chiefs four points. Shamari Connor on that specific play, I thought, was very underrated. But going to your guys' point right here, uh, super chat from Michael Trigg. I think this is a very good one to hit on. Thank you, Michael. It says, Chiefs depth on D show today. It's an underappreciated asset on this team. I mean, just your guys' thoughts on this because – you know, we went into this week. We all knew the Bills' defense was decimated with injuries, but the Chiefs were decimated with injuries during the game. Mike Edwards goes out early. Willie Gay Jr. goes out early. Uh, early. Drew Tranquil was the big uh, underrated, if you will, offseason signing. He had a great game. Uh, but Shamari Connor, as a rookie, again, Joshua Williams, Jalen Watson, both those guys made plays in this game. What do you guys think, just in general, how impactful, how important, how underrated – is it Chiefs' depth on this defense? It's, you know, I was just going to ask about that because I was sitting here thinking about, you know, Drew Tranquil. And I was like, man, yet again, yet again, I'm sitting here and I'm like, thank God the Chiefs signed Drew Tranquil. And Willie Gay Jr. comes out. I mean, for all the crap, and, and, so, and deservedly so at the wide receiver position that Brett Veach has taken this season, there are five or six other spots on the roster that he's just absolutely crushed it. And so can that happen? Can you be with, you know, Dollar Tree wide receiver core for Patrick Mahomes? No, that's not acceptable. But at the same time, man, they're still in the AFC championship game. And yes, it's because of Mahomes and Reed, but it's also because Brett Veach went for the last couple of years and put together one hell of a roster. You know, getting guys like Mike Edwards, getting guys like Charles O'Menohue, Drew Tranquil into this defense to not only make them like star studded and they are, but they're deep, man. And that matters when you get in the playoffs and it's a war of attrition. And we saw that with, you know, Buffalo would have liked to have signed Drew Tranquil looking back, huh? Uh, yeah. And it's a safe, but by the way, just something that I find hilarious, James Cook rushing total uh, as, as far as gambling 
The over-under was 61.5. He entered the fourth quarter with 67 rushing yards and then lost six yards. So the under hit by half a yard. Oh, no. <laughs> According to Sam Hoppin, to give him credit, uh, over at Fantasy Pros, that is uh, – I just saw that. <laughs> man, that's a brutal beat, man. Um, but uh, – <laughs> fans – I mean, seriously, Bill's players now not just boning their fans, boning's betters as well. Oh, I mean, my God. Uh, brutal. Wow. Imagine you're a Bill's fan. You bet on the over for James Cook. Not only do you lose in your home stadium, hometown – you think you hit a bet to at least make it better, and then all of a sudden he goes, nah. <laughs> it, it's, I mean, look, it's really it's, – it's an interesting game now because now you look at it from a 30,000-foot view, and um, you wonder, like, they won this game. It was a really emotional game, which was also true two years ago in that 13 seconds miracle. Then the next week they came out, and they started out the game really well, and then lost. Do they take a lesson from that? Now, this is this is on the road. This is different. You're facing a team that has been the best team in the AFC this year. They're deserved as the number one seed. Is this a game where the, the Chiefs can find a way to match that intensity? Because Baltimore is going to come out out of it. They're, I mean, they, they, they're one step away from Super Bowl, all that. Because I got to tell you, I don't know how you guys feel about this. I think the Chiefs get the Super Bowl. They're going to win it. I really do. I, I think – I think Spagnolo is is the actual epitome of hell for Brock Purdy. But I, I think, you know, to get there, and if they play the Lions, I know they lost on the first time, they, they will kill the Lions if they shoot them again. I just, like, I think if they get there, they'll win. I really do. Um, but, you know, this Ravens team is tough, and I don't want to go too into it, so I'll, I'll hold back there. But, look, I thought in the end, the bottom line, and I know it's not high-level analysis, is like the Chiefs just made more plays. And, yes, Bass missed a field goal, but, like, you know what? That's part of football. He missed a field goal. You know who didn't miss a kick? Butker. Like, Butker had a longer field goal earlier in the game. He drilled it. <clears throat> You're at home, man. You should know the wins in your stadium. I just saw him make a comment. Oh, I should have started it more or less. Like, okay. Well, that's – I mean, listen, and I feel for the guy. That sucks. But, like, that's part of it. That's part of the game. The Bills, you know, they were also fortunate. Look, they fumbled twice. One got batted out of bounds. Allen lost a fumble. You know, that they, they really should not have recovered. They were able to. I would say luck went the Bills' way. In this McCall game. Hardman fumbled yeah. on the one-yard line yeah. OB, so they got the ball. Yeah. That was the biggest play of the game. No and doubt. then, by the way, they fumbled again. Chamari Connor, who had a great game, as we mentioned, could yeah. have fell on the ball and decided that he was going to try and be a hero. I mean, again, if you want to talk about luck, it all went the Bills' way. The Chiefs played a phenomenal game in my mind, and they still could have lost because, again, the Bills played great, not quite as good as the Chiefs, but the Bills got the majority of the 50-50 balls, right? I mean, let's yeah. let's be real here. And they had the ball at the end with, with a chance to win. They didn't do it, you know? We would have said the same thing about the Chiefs. If the Bills scored a touchdown with three seconds left in that game, we would be sitting here right now going, you know what, Mahomes had the ball twice. And they didn't score. And that and he could have gone up two scores. That's why they lost. So Chiefs made the plays. The Bills didn't. And really, I think this highlights all the stuff from the season. When you get to the level that the Chiefs are at, it just doesn't fucking matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how bad they were. Now it hurts them, right? They're going on the road instead of playing at home. But like other than other than your seating, once you get to the playoffs, man. I don't care if the Chiefs played like garbage all year. They look like themselves 
tonight. And that's why they're going to the AFC Championship game. And if they if they play to their to their peak next week, they're probably going to the Super Bowl. Or the old stuff could come back and they could fall apart. But we talked about this as the regular season was coming to a close. And I, I think I asked probably both of you at one point. I know I asked you this for a ram. I said, do you think the Chiefs can turn it on? Because they have so much experience and veterans on the team, is there a level of focus that they're going to have in the playoffs that just it's just not there in the regular season? Is that what we saw happen here these last two weeks? I just think they've kind of found themselves offensively. I mean, I think it's like I don't think all of a sudden they locked in, they focused more. But like, by the way, in two games in the playoffs, they don't have a pre-snap penalty. Not one of them. Not one. This is a fucking team that couldn't line up one time all year long without like eighteen guys moving. Right? It was like a conga line. And that, yeah, I mean, my god, they were like doing the electric slide before every play. <laughs> And then I get into the game, and they just play every. All you heard all week was, "Oh, they can't operate in Buffalo. It's so loud in Buffalo. What are they going to? Oh, they're going to go sign." I mean, my God, you would have thought they were playing on the moon. And they went out there, nothing, no delay. The Bills had a delay game, no delay games, no false starts, no legal motions, no nothing. No, no, no. Kadarius Tony wasn't there to line up offsides. Like nothing, none of it happened. Same thing last week. Didn't have one of them. So I th- I think look they've cleaned up a few things, um, but I also think part of it is just I think they just last couple games said f it we're leaning into three guys that's it like Pacheco Rice Kelsey that is it that's what we're doing that's who we are and you know not for nothing when you start going to those guys you're not you're not dropping as many passes you're not you're not gonna you know you, when you're not killing yourself with pre snap penalties like you're in pretty good shape I mean they fumbled the ball twice so who fumbled it twice. Right, I mean, it wasn't those three guys. So, and, and by the way, shout out to Clyde, who has turned into like Earl Campbell down the stretch. But I think just truthfully, I think they pared a lot of it down. And it's hard to do that in the regular season because you're just going to kill those guys if you give them the ball like that 18, 19, 20 times in a year. I think they're to the point to like, screw it. Like, we got to win right now. And I, I, we don't care if Justin Watson gets one target. Like, that's fine. Like, we don't really care. We're early in the year. You're like, well, let's try to get Ricky James going. Let's try to get MVS going. Let's try to get Watson going. Let's try to get Tony going. Let's try to get Sky Morgan. Now the Chiefs are just like, screw it. These three guys. And occasionally somebody else beat us. And so far, they're 2-0 and in the playoffs. I was a little frustrated because they kept doing that the majority of the game. Then at some point, it wasn't like the Bills were necessarily taking them away. For example, they they stopped running with Pacheco for a, a stretch of time. You know, you're looking at Travis Kelsey and Rasheed Rice, keep lining them up on the same side of the field so they get obvious one-on-one situations. They stopped it for a moment. I'm sitting here going, don't beat yourself. Make them beat you. But again, they went back to it in big-time moments, especially with Pacheco. A couple of Super Chats I want to get to. KCDC, thank you. Says, 1,400 watching. Hit that like button, the Chiefs. Yeah, hit the like button, everyone. Yeah. Uh, Nathan says, death, taxes, and Mahomes in the AFC Championship. As promised, now a member. Thank you, Nathan, for becoming a member as well. And yes, it's very, very true. Um, Siam says, time of possession, 23-37. Really, as Verderam hit on, yeah, really, because of a lot of the third down situations. Um, 
Time of possession, I think, is always one of the most overrated aspects in a game. Uh, Matthew Sanders, thank you, says, let's go. Let's go back to you. And then Wiley Possum says, Casey had 47 plays with three kneel downs, but only five third downs. Offense performed their best of the year. D hit hard in the second half and backup stepped up. Connor, especially go Chiefs. I think that was very, very well put, Wiley Possum. Uh, About the offense, let's go back to there one moment here. I said last week was the best game Mahomes has played all season long. If you want to say the Bears game really early in the season, fine. I will entertain it. That's fine. But in a big time moment, as far as decision making, I thought Mahomes played his best game last week. What about this week, though? Did he one up it again? Because it does feel like he's a guy who can take it to the next level. This is the best football we have seen from the Chiefs offense, but also Mahomes in general all season long. Yeah, man. I mean, look, swagger is important. Confidence is important. And what we saw during the regular season was a team that just, it just, it just kind of started going. Like they had the confidence early in the season, even though they weren't playing well because they didn't know any better. And after they lost that Lions game, they ripped off a winning streak. And then, you know, it just started snowballing on them, and it it all came to a head on Christmas Day, and it was just putrid and embarrassing. And they slowly started getting it back together. We saw it in the Bengals game. They moved the football. They just didn't score touchdowns. Um, We saw it in the first playoff game. And now we saw it in this one, and they got in the end zone. Their confidence is fully back. They know who they trust now. Even even MVS. Don't sleep on how important MVS getting those two catches was because he's going to play next week. And all the shit that happened to him all season long, he can just forget about it now. He contributed to them going back to the AFC Championship game, and hopefully whatever was going on with him, he's out of his head, and if the ball comes to him again, he'll catch it. If Tony's ready to go next week, they're not going to play him. If Sky Moore comes off IR, he's there for depth. They know who their guys are, right? It's going to be Watson. It's going to be MVS. It's going to be Rasheed Rice. It's going to be Travis Kelsey and Noah Gray. Uh, those guys may get in on occasion, but that's – that's that's the that's the offense moving forward. So I think they got their swagger back, and I think I I if I'm Baltimore watching that game, I'm like son of a bitch, son of a bitch. Because if I'm Baltimore, I want Buffalo all day over Kansas. City. I do not want Kansas City coming in there. This is a team they know. They're from Steve Spagnuolo is a little bit familiar with Lamar Jackson. They played them a few times. It's it's not the matchup I would have wanted to see if I was Baltimore. No. <laughs> By the way, you think Jason Kelsey remembers this game? Jason no. Kelsey was the no. best brother. That guy is going to thrive in retirement. Just tarps off, shotgunning beers, and then they come to him later on in the game after Kelsey scores his second touchdown. Shocked to see tarp still off, still <laughs> chugging a beer. That man is – he is going to golf. He, he's John Daly. He is turning into John Daly right before our eyes. I am so proud of Jason Kelsey. Zero chance after watching him at this game, he decides to come back next year and take a beating. Zero he's chance. It. He's earned it. God bless him for 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 parking him purposely parking himself right behind Taylor Swift. Man knew he was going to be on TV every five seconds and taking off his shirt, and he made sure anytime anything happened, he was pounding a Bud Light shirt off. I mean, God, he, I, listen. Listen, they should make like a like a a Friends of the Chiefs Ring of Honor 
and he should be one of the first people to go into it. You know, a non-Chiefs, friends of the Chiefs, ring of honor, throw him in there. Absolutely incredible. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this is uh, this is going to be a really interesting week. Tooney, by the way, is going to have an MRI tomorrow, so we'll see what happens there. Um, this is going to be a really interesting week because you're going to have people on one side that are like, listen, Lamar, it's his time, it's his moment. And, you know, basically he's got the best defense in football and all this stuff, right? And then you're going to have other people who are like, yep, Mahomes and Spags and God knows like Travis Kelsey for like a buck 50 somehow. And so like you're just going to have this like, it's good. I think it's going to be a week where like we're going to hear a lot of bluster back and forth, and I don't know that any of it matters. Like it's it's because it's such a like this game. There's so much history with these two teams in the playoffs, and it's like you kind of knew what was coming. The Ravens and Chiefs haven't seen each other in the playoffs, so who the hell knows, right? Now you're not going to have this narrative about Mahomes, right? I mean, unless we're really going to reach and go, can he win a second one in a row in the row? Like, I, I mean, unless you're going to do that. But I'm kind of done. And, and listen, this week I picked the Chiefs to win. I, I thought I picked them 23-20. I was close. Um, kind of done just counting them out at this juncture. I don't care who's there, who's not, whatever. I mean, you're, to your point earlier, Patrick, like you think the Ravens were rooting to face them? I mean, you think Baltimore's like, you know who we like to face? The team that's always here, you know, with Mahomes. Like, I'm, I'm sure Baltimore's just lining up for them. I mean, it's it's just, you know, look, we know what it's going to be with them. They're going to show up. They're not going to get blown out because they never get blown out. And they're just going to be in the game. And it's going to come down to they make two or three plays. And the Niners and the Lions are going to be watching that game. And, like, the Niners got their ass kicked. By, actually, both teams got their ass kicked by Baltimore this year. So that's going to be interesting. Like, are they rooting for Baltimore because they just don't want to see the Chiefs? So I get, but I just right now, like, you look at it and go, "Yeah, man, like the Chiefs at this juncture, they just they 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 get it done. They just do." And you know, next week it could be somebody else who steps up. You're like, "Who? What? Like, really? I mean, who the hell thought MVS was going to have 60 yards tonight?" No, nope. he didn't think he was going to have 60 yards tonight. <laughs> right, but here it is. Uh, super chat from Kiefer. Thank you, Kiefer. Appreciate it. Says thoughts on Andy's play calling. Also, Demar fourth and five. Yeah, we talked about that fourth and five. That was not the uh, <laughs> not ideal. That that pump fake. No idea what the thought process was there. But as far as Andy's play calling, what were your guys' thoughts on this? I th- I know everybody had a big problem with the McCole Harmon reverse, and I I understand like I, I understand like. You got Pacheco. He's a hammer. You're on the goal line. Don't give it to a little guy. I didn't have – I just didn't have as big of a problem with it as everybody else. He damn near got in the end zone. It's a terrible rule, but that's the rule. He was – you know, you get down there, you try to – people do it all the time. They stick the ball out and and try to get it over the goal line. Uh, But I will say I like that call call with Mahardman, Mahardman, but I, I wish they wouldn't run it in the red zone. Because there's just not enough room and space to take advantage of his speed. Run that out on the 30-yard line. You know what I mean? Like, you don't need to do it down there. You're just setting him up to get blasted by somebody. So, if I have an issue with it, it's that. I got to tell you, I actually – and I I always hate, like, these, like, gimmicky calls. I didn't have a problem with the call. The call worked. I mean, he gained three and a half yards. 
McCall Hardman's got to have enough of a brain to just know, like, hey, man, like, if I reach out here, the ball's getting punched. It just is. This is, you know, and and I thought, and listen, I and the, the, the shit of it is, I actually think McCall Hardman's a really smart player for the most part. Like, he's not a guy who has a ton of mental lapses. So I was shocked that he did something I thought, frankly, was a low football IQ move where, like, he's normally pretty good. Like, say what if you want about Hardman. He's not the greatest receiver in the world, but he's not, he's not dumb. He's not a dumb football player. And I thought that was kind of a dumb decision. I was surprised that he, Reach. That being said, I was surprised at the call from the standpoint. I know Pacheco was out of the game; he had a blow there. Put in Ceh. Never thought I'd say that sentence in my life. The, the, the guy, the guy is running like Bettis at this point. Yeah, yeah. It's Kenny Lacy. Come on now. He like, bulked God, up. He's, I mean, at this point, look, he's 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 a burger shy at two fifty, right? He's got to be. Yeah. The man has bulked up, but it's working for him. I mean, he was nimble as Fred Astaire going through the line on that one big run, like. <laughs> I, so I would have handed off. That being said, though, I don't have a problem with the call, and I don't have a problem with the way they called the game. I thought they called the game really well, frankly. I thought I thought the Chiefs, even defensively, I thought it was a well-coached game. I just thought defensively they couldn't get off a block. Like, I don't know that, that that's really on the scheme. I want to give one pushback to the McCole Hardman, the fumble out of the end zone. Yeah. He'd already fumbled once. Yes, yeah. Like to exactly. me, to, to, to me, this was a situation where it felt like Andy was trying to go back to it to give him some confidence. I don't care about confidence in a playoff game. This isn't Rasheed Rice or Travis Kelsey. This is not Isaiah Pacheco, who if he fumbles early on, you want to give him the ball right back. I'm sorry. He's not the focal point. If he would have held on to the ball the first time around, there's no fumbles, then yes, I'm with you. I'm fine with the play call. But when you do it there after he's already fumbled once, they know they're going after the ball. That was when I had my issue. You got to remember that he's like 187 pounds. Then why do it again? I don't care. I'm 175. I don't want you to give me the ball. That's what I'm saying. I'm not saying you got to remember. I'm saying that we all need to remember that he's not a big guy. That's why I'm not as big of a fan of giving him those carries like that down in the red zone where there's no space for him to operate, to utilize his speed. And guys can really put a lick on him, right? Um, that's the only issue I have. I think that's a tough place for him to get a carry. It can work, but and those plays have worked for him in the past. He scored touchdowns for the Chiefs on plays like that. But I'd, I'd like to see it a little bit farther out, make make teams honor that speed. Um, you know, you don't have Tyreek anymore, but you can use somebody like him to do that or Tony. Um, but just be careful down the goal line. But I honestly don't have much of a problem with him stretching the ball out. I know it's risky. I just think he 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 was facing the goal line and he was getting rolled over and he, so he knew how close he was and he waited until he came back around to stick the ball. He just didn't see the defender coming. And I mean he he, he damn near like <laughs> he was an inch from being down, he was a half an inch from that ball going over the goal line. So I I understand why he did it. He was right there. He thought he was going to get in. Is a bang bang play. Good, good job by Poyer. I mean that was a great play by him. <laughs> Uh, this this from Robert says, why does Arrowhead Addict hate this team? Uh, I don't get it. Uh, well, we've been acting like Tony Romo, how Tony Romo digs the bills the entire time. That was just bad play call on with McCall Hardman. Sorry. The first negative thing we said. Again, <laughs> sorry, pal. Uh, Derek I'm, Watts. I'm, no, I'm no, we're, we're moving on. We're moving on. We're moving on from the. He, we're not. We're not talking negative anymore. I want to shout out the people who paid money, who are very, very kind, and who are hanging with us. Again, That's thank fair. you so much, That's Derek. Your show. I'm just. I'm just here. No, no, Vernon. I just don't want to give more more breadth to it. No, no, you're not. You're not wrong. It's a stupid comment, guy. 
Scott. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Thank you. Uh, Derek Watson says, somewhere Scott Norwood takes a deep breath. <laughs> Thanks, Derek. Uh, Leo says, I was really hoping they could tie it so we could win it in spite of them having the rule changed, even though the same Chiefs request was denied. Yeah, what's next? Uh, fumble out of the end zone gets changed. Um, a quarterback when they run doing the fake slide, will that get changed next? Uh, very possible. Angry drunken German. Thanks for gifting the uh, memberships to everyone. Appreciate y'all We're trying to grow this thing, build this thing. Thank you. Uh, and then Corey says, forgot to put a message in the last super chat. Go chiefs. Love you guys. Corey, we love you. We got Joe uh, from Schefter. Joe, Joe Tooney's going to have an MRI tomorrow on the peck. That's usually not good. Um, hopefully it'll come back okay, but not not good when they want to take a look I'll at it. This though, if they don't already know it's a torn pack, like that usually when that happens, you get a huge bruise like immediately. So yeah. it might like look, I'm not saying it's great, but it might not be the like, usually like you know that kind of instantly that he's got a torn pack. So we'll see. But obviously, yeah, it's not ideal. It's gotta have a gotta have an MRI. Sometimes it leaks out in these types of uh, situations. Like they're pretty sure, and usually, if, if they are, that usually will come out. That if it's just an MRI to confirm, I haven't seen that tweet yet. It could still be coming, but yeah, cross yeah, your yeah, fingers. You know, cross your fingers that we haven't seen the. They think it's a torn pack, but they're going to confirm. Um, well, well, let's just talk hypothetically. Then let's just yeah. say he's out because even if it's torn pick or not, most likely not playing against the Ravens. Nick Allegretti looked pretty darn good. Now, Nick Allegretti is not Joe Tooney, and he's especially not Joe Tooney in pass protection. But as far as in run blocking, I think Nick Allegretti got a, a little bit of nasty in him. Now, again, maybe I'm trying to talk myself into a, a situation that maybe I shouldn't talk myself into. But I think Nick Allegretti is a very good backup. And going back to earlier, the Chiefs have a lot of depth. Again, not Joe Tooney. No chance. He's not all pro. But Nick Allegretti is a damn good backup. Nick Allegretti, as you well put it, he is not an all-pro, but Nick Allegretti is not a bad football player. Like they 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 were not gonna lose that game to Baltimore because of Nick Allegretti. I, I'd be shocked. Like they they'll be all right. I mean, it, it's not ideal, it's not great, but they still have Humphrey and Smith. And to be fair, say so whatever you want, and God knows I have about Juan Taylor. Those tackles have held up in the playoffs. I mean, the Bills were missing their edge rushers tonight. They couldn't do anything. And Mahomes had some deep drops, too. It wasn't like Mahomes was just three-stepping guy. I mean, that ball, they were taking some intermediate and some deep shots, and they were hanging in there, no problem. So, you know, listen, it's not ideal, of course, with two, but like this is, you're you're going to be at the end of January. I mean, they're, they're going to play January 28th. You're going to have a few guys get hurt. It's just It's reality. But I mean, Baltimore is missing both of their running backs. Andrews may or may not play, and if he does play, look, he's not going to be who he was, you know, at the, at the apex of his season. He's he's going to be rusty. Ronnie Stanley's been in and out all year long. I mean, Marlon Humphrey he missed his pass. We will see if he plays this week. Like they're missing guys. I mean, that's just that's football. That's football. That happens. Um, you know, Willie Gazer talking about how he's going to be back for game day, so he's he's apparently feeling all right. Like I, they'll be okay. They'll be all right. And, and you know what? If you lose because of one injury to your guard, then you know what? You probably weren't good enough anyway. So got to keep rolling. All right, fellas. We're at an hour and 10 minutes. Time to give out some hardware and continue this celebration 
off air. You you got super chats to get to, Sterling? I, I want to finish the super chats. Yeah, of course, it, yeah. If folks no, spend not. money, we're going to party with the folks yeah, that do that yeah, because sure. that's uh, we again appreciate you. So before we get to the arrowheads, uh, Jay Ward says, "Dread it, run from it. Destiny arrives all the same, and now it's here. Or should I say, I am." Mahomes. Verderam had my whole family laugh in this stream. Go Chiefs. Gabe Davis signing with KC. Jay Ward getting uh, p- <laughs> poetic in there. I love it. Yeah, Jay Ward, appreciate you, man. I felt like I was Hemingway. So in honor of Hemingway, here we go. Yeah, cheers. Jeez. And, and uh, Richie Meyer. Last time. I guess you're not working Monday. <laughs> don't need a glass. And shout out to Richie Meyer for the super chat. First win this year when the defense gives up 20 plus. Hopefully that's the last uh, time they do give up that many points as well. Um, okay, hardware. Who gets them for you? Verum, you're the guest. Why don't you start us off? Um, by the way, Mahomes just on just now on Instagram posted a, a picture of him celebrating in the Bills end zone and the caption, good luck, which if you're not familiar with why he's posting that, Deion Dawkins earlier this week talked about the home field advantage in Buffalo. And punctuated it after doubting that Mahomes could win the game, was saying "Good luck." So I, I, Mah- I posed the question for him: Do you think Deion Dawkins is still getting wings? Because he talked about how he was going to get wings after the Bills game. Tell you what, he ought to, because <laughs> man's got all off season to you know, work, work it off. I, <laughs> no, I, I'll give two hours real quick. Uh, Jamari Connor, I, I thought he was phenomenal. I, I thought he was he was the best defensive player on the field. For either team, he was incredible. They took that, and I can tell you for a fact that they took that kid because of his special teams. They were like, yeah, maybe he'll develop into a good DB, but we love him on teams. And then I remember reaching out to somebody in the organization during the training camp. I was like, oh, what do you see? And they're like, this kid can play. Like, this kid is really good. And early in the year, didn't see a ton of snaps. As the year went on, saw more and more, and now he's now he's awesome. So shout out to him. And then, listen, the old man, Travis Kelsey. Like everybody, oh, he's done. Is he this? Is he that? But, but, but Travis Kelsey went out tonight and led all receivers five catches on six targets, 75 yards, two touchdowns. Travis Kelsey, Jamari Connor, they're getting them for me. Love it. Sterling, what about you? Who gets an arrowhead? Uh, Deion Dawkins for uh, poking the bear. <laughs> God, man. What an idiot. Um, I'll go Creed Humphrey for one, because I think Creed Humphrey deserves a ton of credit. Those two pulls, actually three pulls to the outside. And again, I'm not a fan of Tony Romo. I used to love Tony Romo. And then Romo, I don't know what happened, man. I'm on the same wavelength as you, by the way. Dude. It's it's unlistenable. Yeah. I actually muted the game. I didn't listen to the game. I muted it the entire game. He was so good when he first came on, and now it's brutal, man. It's I, I don't know what happened, but one thing I'll give him credit for was he pointed out Creed Humphrey three different times. Most guards pull, right? Centers don't typically pull like this. Creed Humphrey did. You have to have an, a very athletic center, and again, you have to trust the rest of the offensive line. Creed Humphrey deserves a ton of credit in this game, not just in the run game, not just in pass protection, but how athletic he is getting out into space. Creed Humphrey gets a uh, uh, arrowhead from me. Um, I'll go special teams in totality, if that counts. Like, I want to give a credit to James Winchester, uh, James Winchester, uh, Tommy Townsend, and Harrison Butker. Because in these conditions, it's not easy. I know, I know we're sitting on our couch and say, well, just – just hold, just long snap, hold, field goal. 
it's not that simple, man. It's a lot more difficult than it really is or than it sounds. Um, we saw with the Bills, they bleeped up. The Chiefs were nails. Butker was nails. So special teams, got to give a massive shout out. They get my arrowhead. Love it. All right, I'm going to give give out a few here. Got to give one to Patrick Mahomes. Uh, I know he basically gets a default one every time, but he was spectacular in this game. Uh, didn't make didn't make any mistakes, almost played perfect ball. Um so we got to give one to him. You got to give one to Isaiah Pacheco. He averaged six and a half yards a carry, got them in the end zone, iced the game for him when the Bills knew they were running. Uh, he was fantastic, spectacular by him. I'm giving one to MVS, man. I'm giving one to MVS. It was a low bar, but he cleared it. And so he's getting an arrowhead, I think, for the first time this year. Um, I'm sure. I'm sure. What? Patrick. what? I'm sure it's the first time all year, bro. Yeah. I think that's a pretty safe bet. I, I don't know. Maybe there was I, – No, I know. Season. It's got to be the first time all year. <laughs> um, and then, um, look, on the uh, on the defensive side of the ball, I'm giving one to Chris Jones, man. I know he didn't have a sack, but he made a couple key plays in this game. He had that batted down pass uh, that got the Chiefs off the field, and then he pushed his man into Josh Allen when, the, when, the, when they could have had a big, big play there. Uh, to win the game. So you got to give one to big, sexy Chris Jones. I'm not going to lie. I can't get there with CJ95. Um, Bro, he made two. Dog, dog you're, sa- you're, sounding, you're sounding like what's his name when they're like, yeah, what are the Brock Purdy haters going to say now after he <laughs> – Brock Purdy's him after yeah. the worst game yeah. I've ever seen like, from a game-winning quarterback. Dog, that was – Sorry, that ain't a $30 million play, or at least a $30 million game from CJ95. Great player, not a great game. He literally got I him can't off the get field. There. He got him off the field twice in the and game. I, I, I will say, and I don't want to leave this on a sour note, there was one player in that game defensively. I was screaming at for three solid quarters. Did anyone like take one guess who it was? Uh, is it number 95? No. Hill? No, Nick Bolton. Yeah. No. Bro, my God, man, hit a gap. And, and I listen, I am not one of these people who's a Nick Bolton hater by any means. I actually am a Nick Bolton supporter. I was to a point before Gay got injured. I was like, my God, take him off the field. Put anybody else out there who can run. Every time he dropped into zone coverage, the Bills are like him. Throw it at him. Throw it at him. Throw it at him. Oh, oh my God. It, like, it, listen, it wasn't even so much that he was bad as much as he was just – it looked like he was like a duck out of water. He had like no – or fish out of water. He has these games every once in a while like this. You're like, oh, my God, man. Like, Jesus, like sink your hips and like move or something. It was just – that being said, I thought in the second half he played much better, to be fair to him. The first half, losing my mind. I will leave it on a positive note, though. I thought one guy who underratedly played well in this game defensively was Carl Loftus. Yeah. Carl Loftus yes. played well. Carl yeah. Loftus did a really nice job in the game. Carl Loftus has just been really consistent this year for the Chiefs, which has been really nice. Not having a lot of up and down games, not spectacular games, solid. Like yes, bringing his lunch pail every 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 week. Um, all right, we uh we gotta get out of here before we, we do. Just one last go. second. Are you shaking your head? Oh, because we got more super chats. So we got <laughs> more kidding. Kidding. I'll just be an ass. How much does you know we get? We know we get Petty Mahomes. And he's going into Baltimore, and the talk all this week is going to be Lamar Jackson's the MVP. You know? And, yep, and he is. And he is, right? Um, but how much do you think that, that, that 
it's not like Mahomes, Mahomes is like Jordan, right? Like he doesn't he doesn't really need motivation, but we know that Jordan would like he would just like make shit up, right? To, just to get, just to get pissed off about. So do you think do you think Mahomes is going to be thinking a little bit about the little MVP uh, talk about Jackson all week? It's going to bug him a little bit. Maybe. But I think like Jackson's deserving and like Mahomes clearly wasn't the MVP. I just think I think Mahomes is more driven this year by history. Like he knows that Brady is the gold standard, right? Like no question about it. What has Brady done that Mahomes hasn't? He repeated. And he was the one who kept Mahomes from doing it. Mahomes is looking at this thing now going, I am two effing games away. I am two games away. And if I can handle my business in this game against Baltimore, we got two weeks to prepare either for a Detroit team that looks, I like the Lions, the Chiefs should beat the Lions this year in the Super Bowl. Okay? Or a Niners team that is, is more talented, but I think is uniquely built for the Chiefs in a lot of ways because I, I think I think Spagnuolo would make Purdy actually start crying on the field. Like I, So, it, look, if you're Mahomes, you're sitting there going, okay, I'm two steps in the Super Bowl, but like, the way athletes think, they're thinking one at a time, right? So he's looking at this game going, one game. I am one game. I know if I win the game, I get the Lamar Hunt trophy for the fourth time in my career, and we're going to the Super Bowl in a game that at that point, listen, I don't care who they're playing. In their minds, they're going to be like, here it comes. Good luck. I mean, so I think he's motivated by chasing ghosts, by chasing history, by trying. I think that is – I don't think it's going to be so much personal Baltimore's week as much as it's like I got. they are in the way and I've got a truck stick them. I think with Buffalo it was personal because all like the style can't win on the road, that Josh Allen is Josh – God knows if they had lost tonight, you would have heard the whole – Allen's better than Mahomes. Like he's not dumb. He knows that. I think tonight was more personal. Next week it is business. Like we're go- they're going in there to win that game, to kick somebody's ass, and to get back to the Super Bowl. And I took that personally. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. and, and also, yeah. it's one of those things where I, I, a little bit to your point here. Yeah, I'm with you. It's business, right? It's a business trip. But also, um, it might be a case of okay, yeah, you you win the MVP of the regular season, I'll win the Super Bowl MVP. Like there is, as you mentioned, a little bit of Jordan in this situation where he goes, "That's fine, yeah, I'll let someone else win the regular season MVP. You can't win it every year. That's great, Lamar. But do, do do you see this one, the Super Bowl MVP? Where's yours?" That's what I feel like could be a little bit of a, again, a motivation factor, if you will. Agreed. All right, everybody. Uh, this has been an awesome show. It's always just incredible to celebrate a Chiefs win with you. This is the Arrowhead Addict Podcast. If you're not subscribed to this channel, make sure you uh, subscribe now and hit that bell so you get a notification when we go live. We'll be back on Tuesday, on Wednesday, on Thursday, getting you ready for the AFC Championship game. Unfortunately, it won't be at Arrowhead, but that's okay. Uh, we can go to Baltimore and we can get it done. Um, for Sterling Holmes, for Matt Verderam, check out his work this week over at Sports Illustrated. For producer Richard, for Matt Connor over at arrowheadaddict.com, make sure you go check out all the writing over there. We will see you guys this week. But until then, as always, go Chiefs.
BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.